This is People and Property, the relocation podcast. I'm Tony. And I'm Christine. Join us as we tell all about the wonderful business that is international relocation. This is episode 17 of People and Property, the relocation podcast. I'm your host, Tony Coe, and I'm very delighted to introduce you to my wife and my business partner and my life partner, Christine Coe. How are you? Hello. Hello. How's everything with you over there in the West Wing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything's good, thank you. Um, apart from, I usually, um, just to let people know, I did have um, some eye surgery last week, so I'm being a little bit sorry for myself, although it is slowly getting better. So I look, I think, pretty much the same. I can't see a you lot. Look- but- Great. Great. Okay. Well, that's you probably right. can't see how great I look because of your eye surgery. Well, yes. Well, anyway, <laughs> my consultant, my surgeon, whatever he's called, uh, was very pleased with his handiwork when I went to follow up the week. So he, if he's pleased, then I'm pleased. Well, as long as he's pleased, that's all we care about. Really, exactly. Isn't exactly. <laughs> okay. So if, uh, dear listener, you are new to this podcast, uh, we started uh, doing this podcast after we escaped to the country uh, as a result of the whole pandemic madness of COVID. Um, And we just thought it would be a lovely idea at this time in our careers to to tell others about our journey and have a bit of fun doing that. So that's that's what we've been doing. This is episode seven. Jumping ship. Jumping ship from London. Jump ship. Um, This is episode 17, as I've mentioned, so there are 16 previous episodes, and if you go there, you'll see the evolution of the podcast and how it it started, and you'll learn particularly about our our own relocation, massive life relocation out of uh, London, where we had lived for 30 years or so, and um, also worked, um, and now we're uh, in the Cotswolds, um, uh, and uh, in the very much in the countryside uh, so do check back if you haven't heard those episodes um, and uh, we'd love to hear what you think about them um, because we're learning as we do this it's podcasting is new to us as may well be evident <laughs> uh, but we're having fun and uh, we've had some great feedback so far and some great ideas from you listeners and that's the um, important thing because we want to respond to your needs and what you want to hear about our business is saunders 1865 Uh, the tagline is the vip relocation company we specialize in two things which makes us different from other relocation firms first of all we only do international relocation except for clients or international relocation clients who occasionally want us to insist that we do domestic relocations and then obviously we like to do what our clients want us to do so we will do the odd domestic one but really our focus is on international relocations and the other thing is that we specialize in vip level relocations which is why we call ourselves the vip relocation company uh, which means really that unlike relocation companies um, these big sort of massive relocation uh, conglomerates um, we focus on highly personal tailored service. So, you know, think of us like a small, uh, like a boutique law firm, really. Um, So that's why we tend to be retained for those 
very sensitive high-level uh, relocations or ones uh, you know, do, which require special TLC. Um, and that will perhaps come out to you as, as, as we go on talking. Do you want to add to any, anything to that? Yeah, I, I, I would say... I knew you would. Yeah, good. Thank <laughs> you. Um, I would say that, um, that, it, that it is our speciality, but we are finding more and more that, um, uh, particularly since COVID, that, that a lot of companies are uh, recruiting and moving, you know, maybe not the high-level executives, a lot of younger people. But I, as far as I'm concerned, they're still VIPs to us. Oh, quite. And they're VIPs. So I, I just don't want the impression that... No, you know, we, we don't we, move we're, and help. We're, we're snooty of... and only deal with the elites. No. Well, exactly. And that's no, no, that's why, I, that's why I was careful to say VIP level relocation support. So that doesn't yes. mean it, it, it's only VIP. VIP. No, it's, no it's, yes, sorry, yes, because that's, we are doing yeah. an awful lot. But you're right. Of... No, because you're right to point that out because yeah. you know, uh, clarity is our aim and, and you were right to make that clearer. So thank you. Thank you. But I thought we would we would start off because uh, the the purpose of this episode really is to give you an update because obviously we're at a very unusual time in the world in that we are emerging as a world slowly but surely from this uh, horrendous period that we've all been locked down and restricted under and uh, obviously that's had a massive effect on uh, the relocation business and on all businesses. Um, uh, so, uh, we and want everybody's to, lives. And everybody's lives. And we want to, yeah. so we want to give you um, an update on, on what's happening from our perspective in the international relocation world. But first, uh, we thought that we would start uh, by telling you we're obviously based in the in the uk um that's where our mothership is as it were and uh we thought we would start by giving you an update uh, on the state of the lockdown here on monday the 17th of may we're, we're recording this on saturday the 15th of may so in two days time monday the 17th of may we reached the third step of Boris Johnson's roadmap out of the lockdown. And that will uh, mean that's actually the, the third step is the penultimate step. There's one more step to come that is slated for June the 21st, I think it is. Is that right, Chris? Yes, it is. Um, which, and on that date, um, it, had, it had been the plan um, that... It had been the plan that on the 21st of June, we, all restrictions would be lifted. But I'll come back to that in a moment. First of all, I want to tell you what's going to happen on Monday. Um, and uh, the, 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 steps that will, the, the steps of unlocking that will take place on Monday, the, the, I suppose the big one is you could put under the heading seeing friends and family we've been operating under what's being called the rule of six, uh, where we could meet with, well, six people could meet, but they had to be, they had to meet outdoors. So if you wanted to have people around for drinks or dinner or whatever, you had to do it in the garden or in the backyard, as you would say, on the other side of the Atlantic. Um, and that isn't ideal when the weather's cold. Uh, 
Uh, and so, it's not great. <laughs> yeah, it still isn't well. great. But we're, so, we're, we're under a, a low-pressure cloud at the moment, which is going to languish over us for a while, apparently. But anyway, back to what I was saying. The rule of six, uh, as of Monday, will be extended to indoor areas. And that means that uh, groups of six, uh, or larger if they are from two households, which is either six people or two, not more than two households, uh, can meet in people's homes. Um, domestic overnight stays will also be permitted um, so long as they follow the same rules. And groups of up to 30 will be allowed, as opposed to six, will be allowed to meet outdoors. Um, so that's the big thing. Um, the, the next thing, probably the most important thing that people really want to hear about is pubs and restaurants. <clears throat> pubs, restaurants and other hospitality venues will be allowed to open indoors from Monday. The rule of six will apply inside to, in those places and groups of up to 30 outside. Um, but venues all have to operate on a table service only basis. So Pubs are famous for queuing up at the bar, aren't they? <laughs> That's part of their charm. Can't do that. <laughs> that's uh, it, You have to wait at your table. So for you Americans, that's pretty much what you're used to anyway. <laughs> um, but uh, in, in the UK, it's all very much, it has been um, culturally very much a, a scramble at the bar, hasn't it? Yes. Um, so obviously COVID safety guidelines still apply. You know, there'll be, hand sanitizers everywhere. I think that people will be, you know, very much encouraged to wear masks uh, when they're perhaps walking around in the restaurant. That's sort of going. Yes, to go to the bathroom. Yeah, you, you think that's yeah. the case? I, I haven't actually read anything specific. I think on that, that is right. I think they I think are so. still saying that. Yeah. yeah I think, think outside still regarded as the safest place to be. Yeah. So holidays, um, holidays uh, will be allowed, uh, but as far as inter international holidays are concerned, foreign holidays, uh, they will operate under st a strict traffic light system with only certain countries being allowed and those countries are split into basically, well, all countries are split, split into basically green, amber and red, li red, red lists. Um, so everyone's going to be presumably those who want to go on holiday are going to be booking countries under the green category, which doesn't require any, um, what's the word, quarantine. Well, yeah, I think they're still um, saying that you have to have a negative test, but you can come back and you don't have to quarantine when you come back yeah. into the UK, right? Yeah, quarantine is probably the wrong word, isolate. But um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, the next um, step, as I mentioned, so that's, so, yeah, so, so that... This is going to be a big step. Let's, let's not underplay it. It's going to be a big step from Monday because the first time we're able to go out to restaurants, eat inside a restaurant, because it hasn't been a great deal of fun, has it, Chris? Sitting no, outside and freezing no. to death in coats and all these you know, places trying to get... Yeah, except this time last year, it was gorgeous weather, so people were not, were not, didn't feel so sort of cheated, really, because the weather was so gorgeous this time last year. It didn't matter sitting in their gardens and having yeah, right. you know, neighbours round because it was so glorious. But I'm afraid we are sort of 
evenings dropping to six degrees centigrade and uh, rain, 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 and uh, just not really making it very pleasant for, uh, for outdoor entertaining yet. No, that's right. So um, we'll see how it goes, uh, but it is a big thing. Um, it's good to, that those businesses are going to be able to start up again and people will be taken out of furlough and, and brought back uh, into uh, proper jobs where they get paid by their employers. Hopefully those employers can make, those, make it work because with the COVID restrictions, it does mean that restaurants and pubs have to operate on a much lower capacity um, in terms of the number of people that they can, they can seat, they can serve. So we'll, it remains to be seen how that's going to work and how many of those businesses are going to be able to stay alive. So the, the, um, the final step, as I mentioned earlier on, will be is slated to be the 21st of june but there's a big wrinkle and and boris has made no bones about it in his uh, statement on i think it was friday well, and today yesterday. there's another one come out oh, as oh, well. is there? yeah he's made no bones about it he said to the people i want i have to level with you and when he says that um you know that something bad's coming i have to level with you he says this Indian variant could well cause a disruption to the next stage. Yeah. Um, so we're all a bit on tenter hooks um, as to whether we will be unlocked on the 21st of June. Frankly, I think it's unlikely that we will be fully unlocked, as was promised to be the case. Oh, do you? I think it's very unlikely that we will be fully unlocked. Right. I think there will be some restrictions that will apply still. Um, for well, I think especially for, to the large gatherings, you know, the theatres, the, the football grounds, the, the, you know, the stadiums, the, the, the big, big, big events where there's thousands of people. I mean, that has got to be the most dangerous. I well, think. you know, the, 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 this Indian variant seems to be not responding as promisingly to the vaccine, because obviously in the UK that we have had a tremendously successful vaccine rollout program. You know, congratulations to the government on that. I mean, you've got to take your hat off. That, yes, that it's was been phenomenal. just been brilliant. And that has uh, really had a huge uh, uh, effect on knocking down the infection rate completely on some days obliterating the death rate thankfully uh, it's it's been just amazing and it's also had a, a great effect they've now been proven scientifically on how the vaccine spreads it's curtailed the spread it's those people who have got ill even though they've been vaccinated um, have been much less ill not requiring hospitali hospitalization in the vast majority of cases well, and what, I think it's the younger people now. I think what what's they're seeing is is the uh, the younger people, the under fifties. It seems to be becoming quite uh, prevalent in in those age groups, which uh, of course haven't been vaccinated. Yeah, so the um, un, 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 you're quite right. The unvaccinated people are the ones that uh, are catching the disease and and, and pushing it around, spreading and, and it spreading around. It. So yeah, we, yeah, know, exactly. We, we do hope that you know, do encourage people to get their vaccine, try and get over their resistance, because uh, it's difficult, frankly, to understand it. Um, but there it is. So uh, we, 
there is that big question mark over whether we will be open on the 21st of June, but we are doing a lot better than other places. You know, I mean, we're, de- we're obviously dealing with a lot of places as we deal with international relocation and um, a lot of them are disrupted. We're moving people out of India and, you know, they've, they've had to curtail their plans and it's, that's having a, you know that's having a disruptive effect. Yes, obviously, well, they're and they're actually trying to get into North America, not 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 into the UK um, mm. from from India. Um, yeah, true. Uh, and so, uh, you know that it that is causing problems. Flights are being cancelled, and they're trying to get other flights to get out. Um, yes. to, to, to get in. Well, yes, it is. Yes, it is North America. I was thinking it was Canada because we're doing. We've been doing. Yeah. in Canada as well, haven't we? So well, we do tend to work a lot for North American corporate clients. Yes, exactly. Um, and so they are natural, uh, both destination and departure areas for us to deal with. Yeah. So let's talk. Let's move into the next phase. So that, that's the position. Um, let's hope that, uh, I mean, you know, it, it is serious, this Indian situation, this Indian virus situation, and Indian variant, I should say, situation. It is very, very serious. It's, it's now beginning to spread alarmingly in, around the UK and its community spread. It's not just associated with people coming into the country by any means. Um, so, you know, the, obviously the government is very, very worried uh, that uh, there could be a, you know, a huge spike if we're not careful, which could then end up overwhelming the medical support services. So we don't want that to happen. And that's why, you know, the, the government are likely to uh, draw back on their plans for unlocking. But we'll see. We'll see. So let's talk about what's been happening in international relocation. Give our listeners an update on in, in, that, uh, in that regard. Uh, last time, Chris, you, we had a discussion about what was a sort of very counterintuitive boom in the housing market. We were talking about sales, weren't we? Yes, yeah. Talk, talk a little bit about that, because I've, I've been talking for a long time. Now, well, allow, allow me um, to have a sip of just, my beer. Just, I mean, it's still happening, um, but, it, but it, is, um, it, it, it is moving into the rental. But, 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 but going back into the sales, um, I, you know, I, I, I spoke to uh, um, somebody recently who said that their son had gone... Uh, gone back into a state agency, had left it, had gone back into it just recently, close to where we... The, the Americans, by the way, call it real estate. Right? Real estate, yes, I know. Um, uh, I sorry, because, I'm trying to talk... Yes, I, I only mention that because we, we have such a big American audience or listener yes, base. Yeah, so. that's tr- yes, that's true. So, um, and they, their first day back, they, this house was put on the market, a sort of modest semi-detached home, three bedrooms, um, uh, still quarter of a million pounds. So, um, Not a lot in today's money. Not a lot in today's money, this is true, particularly mm. in the UK. And mm. within the, what they didn't even have chance to do a, an open day, which is obviously very popular in North America, um, getting popular, more popular here because it makes it much more... Um, uh, a much more sensible approach to, to have a, put, uh, advertise a day, put somebody in the house and have them people come in on that particular day. So it has become very popular and, and caught on from North America. Didn't even get chance to do that. As soon as it went on, 
that people were lining up virtually 30 viewings in one day, which is a lot of viewings, um, and uh, realizing that they would have to put a stop to it immediately. This was from nine o'clock in the morning till 6.30 in the evening and said, look, we can't, you know, we've, we've got, We've, we've got enough viewings, enough people interested. If you, want, if you want to put an offer, you can put an offer in, but we're closing all viewings and we're going to best, best offers. <coughs> um, I haven't heard the outcome of it, but it was apparently very overwhelming. Um, and, and that's interesting that's, that that's a modest home because last time I think we were talking very much of the swanky of sort of yes one, the million the million plus plus home yes exactly and it's seen because we also heard from our friends a few doors uh, away from us that have a, f- a flat or two don't they and uh, and they put one of their flats or maybe they've only got one flat I don't know but one of their flats on the market and uh, again very modest home um, and uh, they were inundated with offers. Yes, well, I, I, I immediately. think immediately. Yeah, I think a big effect of that is because of the stamp duty holiday, which is about to. Well, be, yes, I, I was going to come so, on to that. I mean, we, stamp duty is a tax um, that is applied to uh, every home purchase. It's paid by the buyer. It's big. <laughs> it's well, a and, big and it tax. goes in levels based on the yes, value I, of the home. I won't go it? into the details. You can easily look up stamp yeah. duty land tax um and you'll see what the banding is a little bit complicated and it also depends on whether it whether it's a first home or a second home yes but uh, they've been but, given a break right because but, of COVID yeah, because of the covid yet. situation and the obvious paral- paralyzing effect that was supposed to have on the on the property market the chancellor of the exchequer rishi sunak um, decided to um, give everybody a break by way of a stamp duty holiday. Um, and uh, that ha- saved people, including us, by the way, because we moved during yes, that period. Yeah. It saved, I mean, I think it saved us £15,000 in tax. Um, so uh, it was, it, it's been enormous. And he extended it through to the end of June. And what the theory is, and I think it's a sound theory, the theory is that when that because the theory is that that has caused a lot of demand that wouldn't otherwise be there because people want to obviously well, they, make and, their purchases yes. before they. And there's stamp. a lot of young people wanting to get on the property market, and yeah. this is a good way of enabling them to get well, on there. Yeah. At a, nobody you know, wants to pay. Never do. Nobody wants to pay tax that they don't have to pay, no, and, exactly. and and um, you know if if they can if these purchases can be rushed through. I remember a previous time you know when, when which had a huge effect on the property market when they ended joint mortgage tax relief. Yes, way back in the eighties, when they ended that, it you know the property market stopped like someone turned off the tap. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Uh, here, but you know, there's a good chance. I think it's a sound theory that when that stamp duty holiday tax, that holiday comes to an end, that the demand will will certainly diminish. Let's hope it doesn't, you know, become yes. extinct, which which could happen. But which um, is yeah. But going, from our so, point of view, um, sorry, you were going to say something. No, I was going to say because I know you're going to come on to the rental market, which obviously is. Um, is, is, is pretty big in our industry with the large, you know, companies that, um, that we're working for and, and moving their, um, their transferees, their employees, their assignees. Um, but interestingly, I was um, hearing how 
um, again, because of COVID, because obviously it's changed everybody's lives, is, is that there was, there was been given um, uh, uh, a, a break to tenants who, who were losing their jobs or because they were being furloughed, were not able to pay their rent. So instead of being, you know, kicked out if you hadn't paid your rent, you know, at six months, uh, that, that's now coming into practice that it's now at four months. Mm. And my understanding was, is that, you know, that, that depends on which side of the camp you're on is, is that, you know, landlords are the uh, property owners, you know, who have rentals are the bad guys and the tenants are the good guys. Well, of course, it's six of one and half a dozen of the other because the majority, and un, un, unbeknown to a lot of people, and a lot of people um, uh, don't, I don't think, really understand that this is that on the whole, landlords very rarely own more than one property, um, which they've mortgaged, you know, a buy to let to, to earn some extra income, whereas they're, they're regarded a lot of the time as, you know, crooked and bad and they're out for. Well, fat no. cats, really. Yes, yeah. Landlord, a landlord conjures up that picture, but it's very inaccurate. And, and it is right very inaccurate. A lot of, a lot of retired people. And then you've got the people. vice versa, that the, the tenant is the, is the hard done by, you know, they're, you know yeah. they're, they're just trying to do their best. But, of course, you have the same on the other side. The tenants are suddenly, well, we you know, because of COVID, we can't afford you. you will you give us a, a break in our rent? We can't afford to pay our rent. Um but of course, landlords, you know, are, are stuck between the, you know, the the dark and the what's the word, you know, the deep rock and a hard place. Rock and a hard place because if they've got a mortgage on their property, um, which they very often have, they, you know, to do a buy to let, they've got to get permission from the mortgage company. So if they're not getting the money in to pay for the rent that the people are living in, they can't pay their mortgage off. And it's saying that that's frightening a lot of landlords uh, because one, if you can't get, if somebody isn't paying their rent, I, I, I heard somebody the other day said that there was a landlord who was owed £25,000 in rent, which hadn't been paid by the tenant. Well, they're just going to give up and, you know, what, what can they do if they can't get the money? And then the tenant on the other side, because I'm not, for one side or the other by any means because it's well you are in your business yes but but on the tenant side yes i mean generally i i I would say we're we're tenant people i mean we we only represent tenants yes but 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 i would say it's very different in the corporate world you're right tenants that we're working for are you know are helped and 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 moved and paid for generally by their their employer um, it, I'm not talking about Joe Bloggs here. It's very rare that... Well, I'll talking, tell, I, I suppose I'll I'm tenants. just talking about the, the, the one man band on the street, um, maybe. Our, our tenants are never going to not pay their rent. No, I exactly. I've never known no, a, exactly. a case in That's our true. entire career because no, they, so they I, are... I think I've probably gone off they on a tangent well, but no, 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 I didn't it's mean fine. it like that. It's, I'm just trying to give a perspective of it's, what's going to happen in the a, rental marketplace no, with it's landlords. A, it's a very sound observation because, first of all, you're absolutely right. Landlords are not all big fat cats. They are often people who are operating on very small mar- margins if they've got a mortgage to service. Um, and they can't afford to have tenants who don't pay their rent. And it's, you know, I think it was sort of misguided that the government went in that direction, although they do that to get votes, of course, as all politicians do. 
Yes. Uh, but the, the thing is that what we have, what we were getting on to say is that this boom in the property purchase market is now being mirrored in the rental market to a certain extent, nothing like the same, but it is being mirrored to a certain yes. extent. And that means because of the kind of pressure that landlords are under that you rightly draw attention to, it means that the supply of property is less uh, they, because they're deciding not to rent. Um, and for that reason, obviously, that puts pressure on, you know, it means we, 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 as, as things are opening up, what we're finding is, you know, we, we're getting companies that are coming to us. They're wanting to move people now. Let's get back to moving. Let's get back to business. Yes, and particularly and, in London where it's booming. And, yes, and, and uh, so that's the first thing. We, we had said before that all the, all the demand was in the rural areas because people wanted to do what we did and escape city life. That's changing now. As, as uh, business is getting back to work, that's changing. London in particular is seeing an uptick now. And, uh, you know, it's nice properties to rent in London are, you know, in demand again. Uh, so that's what that in this update, that's what one thing that we should draw attention to. The demand is up. One of the things that we have noticed, <clears throat> which is, uh, which is interesting, is the number of companies and, and you know, that are really, really keen on, as I've said, getting on, getting back to business, but are really, really keen on acquiring the best global talent. Because, you know, hiring people now, the best talent is very much a global game. You know, you're not just hiring from the UK if you're a UK company or the US if you're a US company, etc. You're hiring from a global talent pool. And the sort of companies that we are dealing with are chasing the highest qualified people to do very, very rarefied, highly skilled jobs. They absolutely need to get these people on board. And that's right where we specialize, Chris, as you know. That, that yes. is what we specialize in. That's how we were born at Saunders 1865. Our, it, it's in our DNA, this, that we are about talent, supporting talent acquisition and retention. That's what we do. And, um, you know, I, I hark back to, you know, our very first contracts. And one of the first um, really high value people that, that um, I had interaction directly with um, who said to me, you know, and he was, he was someone being hired away from one company, you know, really highly qualified guy being hired away from one employer, uh, from one employer to our client. And he said to me, you know, because he obviously he was in some trepidation about moving to a new country and moving his whole family there. But he said to me, the very fact that, that you know, my, my new company that's hiring me has retained you and a firm of your caliber to look after me speaks volumes. I feel very highly valued. Yes. I and that was that. such an important statement that I actually sort of incorporated that into our marketing marketing so you'll see that we use the expression using or hiring saunders 1865 sends your people a strong message that you highly value them uh that's how much of an impression it made up upon me because i think it's an important thing to get over 
So yes. we're seeing that kind of company, aren't we, Chris? Coming back to well, we are, and interestingly, a lot from Europe, a lot from from European countries, from Europe. Yes, yes. Not necessarily not just from America. North America. No, no a lot because it's close by. It's 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 an, you know it's easy to you know some very talented people in Europe. It, it it's it's not far to come in terms of you know the the flights and which are still, you know, proving, you know, coming in and out, not, you know, sure what's sort of going on with those at the moment, but getting the, getting the visas um, and uh, seem to be able to, you know, getting them much easier, you know, doing a few jump through hoops or whatever they have to do to get them here. But they're so highly valued that these companies um, are, are, are valuing them enough to say, look, you, you know, Let's get you here, um, uh, pay you well, look after you, use a, you know, a relocation company such as ours, and, um, and uh, let's go for it. Let's get them here. Boom. Yes. And, and, it's, and it's thrilling, isn't it? It's really Absolutely. thrilling. Uh, absolutely. It's really thrilling. You know, and I, I feel so lucky that we found this business because we found it really by accident, didn't we? And you, yes, if you, yeah, if you to our listeners, if if you want to um, learn more about our story, then listen back, you know, from episode one, and you'll you'll hear about it. But uh, you know, we 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 really just got very lucky and fell into this business, and we've we've met just the most fantastic people. We have lovely clients. Uh, because the clients that use us tend to be the kind of people who want to really highly support, you know, comprehensively support uh, their uh, transferees. Um, and uh, uh, they're just fantastic people. Yes, um, and great relationships we have. Them. Yes. It, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's about working together as a team, you know, and, and, uh, and us being the sort of extension of their HR team and their, you know, recruitment teams and just working together as a to, to 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 help these people and and you know get the best results for everybody absolutely right so we have reached the end of our uh, broadcasting time so uh, it just only remains for me to thank you very much chris for your involvement in thank this. you and uh i've loved i love talking to you about our business and um, our life and everything really um, but it's just so nice to to be able to talk in this kind of quite intimate way with our with our audience, with our listeners, with our clients, with our um, assignees, uh, with our friends and associates. So thank you to everybody. Uh, please uh, continue to follow us. Um, if, if there's anything that you like about what we're doing, tell us. If there's anything you don't like about what we're doing, tell us because it helps us to shape our future episodes. If you have any ideas for things that you'd like to hear us talking about, We'll talk about anything to do with international relocation. Um, if you fancy uh, perhaps even coming onto our show as a guest, we would uh, be very interested in that. Yes, that too. would be great. Wouldn't yeah. So yeah. do get in touch um, and uh, watch out for us. We, we record these episodes as live, which means we don't edit, edit other than putting on an you know, introduction and an outro. We don't do anything in the middle. Whatever happens, happens, uh, which makes it kind of fun and exciting. Um, and uh, you get, you know, what you, <laughs> what it says on the tin is what you get. I mean, there's nothing massaged here. Um, so, and, and we do record them, uh, these sessions uh, on Zoom, um, so that you can, there's a video that goes along with this. It, we release that on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, 
a, a few days after the actual um, audio goes out because it really is an audio medium this um, but some people really like for some reason to see us as well as listen so uh, do check out our um, people and property podcast uh, youtube channel and we will look forward very much indeed to chatting with you next time but until then it's goodbye from me that is goodbye from me bye for now everybody bye 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 Bye.